Warning, he used salty language in the show. On November 6, 2019, the Food and Drug Administration and the World Health Organization have declared them dangerous to human health, particularly to babies and children who are most vulnerable. And we're talking about metal. Heavy metal. We're just going to get that sponsorship right out of the way, right out of the gate. Remember, if you want to be a sponsor, just get a hold of us. We're on all the social medias. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a private message. Get a hold of us. What's What's up? What's up? up? I'm Sarah, the mother. I'm Jewel, the daughter. And And you're you're listening to What the the F is Ladylike. Metals in your food can be both beneficial and harmful. Metals are in the air, water, soil. There are many factors, the levels that are found within your food. The growing conditions, industrial, manufacturing, and process. The human body needs to have some amount of metals, such as iron, specific metals, your intake, and the person's age and development stage are also key factors on whether or not it is toxic within your body. Even metals that promote healthy conditions can be harmful if exposed to the excess recommendations. It depends on how much dose you have. Let's say a supplemental that is absorbing such as iron into your body and it absorbs more than the level should be, you can experience vomiting, dehydration, you can become lethargic. If not treated properly, it can also end up in death. Guess what, Joel? What? We have Florida listening to us. Wow. Florida, Florida. Hey, that's where the oranges come from, right? Um, all I know <laughs> is that's where alligators are. Oh, snap. And the wild monkeys, right? <laughs> the wild monkeys. <laughs> and we have Utah, South Carolina. Nevada. Oh my gosh, Nevada. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome. We have Lisa Ayers here today talking to us. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? And if today's the first day finding us, welcome. Welcome, welcome. 
So I guess we do have kind of a heavy subject. We told you we, we weren't going to do that the next time, but. <laughs> I know, heavy metal. <laughs> we got to give the people what they want. Right. It's a good topic, though. Our listeners wanted to know about um, metal within baby food. They wanted us to look at it. At first, Jewel and I didn't know what people were talking about. Um, yeah, I think you brought it up to me, and I had no idea what you're talking about. Right, and then they they said some. Then somebody else said, "Is this is this bad for you? Is this can you look into it?" And so we 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 had to do some research on it, and then and of course another listener wanted us to talk about healthy food. So we're gonna try and wrap this all this episode all into everything that you asked us to do the two things go together really well because when it comes to nutrition and i mean feeding your kids what goes in your body and what goes in their bodies it's kind of the same thing it's just you know modified for a smaller person mm-hmm. yes you know very alarming information about certain metals um, such as arsenic lead mercury having no health benefits whatsoever to the human body. Like I said earlier, you'll show an impairment and at high dose you can you can die from it. But depending on the development stages, um, a younger child with a heavy levels of it, um, it could affect their learning process, their development. And there's a lot of studies out there. Um, the FDA updated their question and answers on March 5th. I read, I read through it this morning. So I'm going to make sure that we have all of the links in our description. And everything that we talk about today, Lisa's going to help us with a Google, a Google document, right, Lisa? Yeah, we'll have a running Google Doc going of all of the topics that we cover because I think... There's a lot of resources that are available as far as alternatives to baby foods um, in jars because any parent out there that goes down that food aisle and looks at everything you find about, I mean, the amount of brands are limited and half of them are on this list. It's crazy. So um, there's a lot of different ways parents can do that, but sometimes it's hard to find uh, a guide and there's spread out information and we'll try to do our best to consolidate some of it down. Mm-hmm. So in the report that was sent over on November 6th, um, the brand names that uh, were on there is Happy Baby, Beech Nut, Earth's Best Organic, Gerber, Campbell's Soup Company. I had no idea they did baby food, but it was Plum Organics. Mm. The Walmart brand was uh, Parent's Choice. Mm-hmm. And then there was Sprout Organics Foods. Jewel, tell them who the heck would not cooperate. That would be Walmart. Campbell and Sprout Organic Foods, which is no surprise to me that Walmart wouldn't cooperate. (laughs) Totally believable. And then probably Campbell being a long-running, like, company, canning company, probably they're probably sticklers on trying to get through to them. 
They're one of the oldest in the business. I mean, they probably were got a lot to lose if this doesn't go over well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Joel, tell us what they found that they released. So findings number one was according to internal company documents and test results obtained by the subcommittee, commercial baby foods are tainted with significant levels of toxic heavy metals, including arsenic, lead, I'm probably going to butcher saying this one, but it's cadmium and it's C-A-D-M-I-U-M, and mercury. Exposure to toxic heavy metals causes permanent decrease in IQ, diminished future economic productivity, and increased risks of future criminal and antisocial behavior in children. Toxic heavy metals endanger infant neurological development and long-term brain function. What the fuck, people? That's just crazy to me. And the fact that this wasn't known, this is public knowledge, it is, but they are not putting it in the public eye for people to be knowledgeable of this information. And they're going actively out of their way to try to hide it from the public eye by not making their meetings known. I mean, there was a secret meeting after we read through the document. I was like, they hid it. They actively were hiding whatever findings they had. There's a lot of speculation that they are not even um, allowing themselves to do full testing so that they don't even know the full extent of the harm that they might be causing, it seems like. That's crazy. It seems like it's a a colossal cover-up that maybe got lost in the shuffle between the two administrations, and I'm looking forward to hearing about whatever updates come from this because I'll be tracking this for sure. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make sure that you have available the 59-page document, the same document that we have, along with the update that we we read um, on March 5th. They started testing the cereal. Baby infant rice cereal. <laughs> in, in 2011. And it kills me that 2019, that's when they submitted a report. And then it got overlooked. I just... I just would really like to know who's accountable for this. Who is accountable? According to this lawsuit, it says the FDA, but there is some question as to how much regulation is really being done because they have been able to slide so far outside of the regulated amounts. And they've gotten away with, I mean, at least I think... A couple of those tests said that there was like something like 98 parts Mm -hmm. per million over what is Mm -hmm. allowed in drinking water. Right. So this whole thing has, in my opinion, just snowballed into a massive lack of oversight, lack of accountability. Nobody Mm -hmm. has been holding these mega companies to the things that they've promised. Mm -hmm. Um and I am curious to see how um, many d- 
different kinds of organizations there are that are fighting this. My feeling is that there may be only be a couple, but bringing everybody together into one united force might be the only way to deal with this other than parents making their own food. Mm-hmm. So they okay. say that they're monitoring Is that a crock of it. shit? Was but- that just a crock of shit? <laughs> I just don't know what to say to these people. I mean, Th- those aren't my words, guys. Those that's from... I know. <laughs> this is something I made her read because if I was to read it, you would it it would not have been ladylike. <sighs> but here's the other thing that I have to add to that. On January fifteenth, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something else. The FDA has multiple ongoing alerts for toxic elements in food. It's not just in baby food. I mean, we can't be so blind to think that they're just going to put it in baby food, right? Arsenic is in fruit juice, bottled water, dietary supplements, and you have lead that's going on in candy, dried fruits, spices. And there's other foods that I don't even know about. We need to find those other foods. I'm sure there's a long list. Pretty much anything good is bad. (laughs) Yeah. Caramels. You can make caramels and chocolates. Yeah, we need to make some candy. You got to start growing a cacao tree (laughs) or a bush. (laughs) What does it grow on? A tree, I think. I think it's a nut. I think it's a tree. Yeah. So you got to start growing one of those so that you can make your own chocolate and. Could you imagine? Okay. Do you think someone already is like up with it and like has this whole setup already ready? They're like, we're already making everything of ours. We're already doing this, girls. Homesteading is so trendy right now. I'm sure there's someone out there saying, I make my own. We make our own whole all natural Cadbury cakes or whatever. Like, yeah. have you seen the <laughs> Cadbury with eggs? The- where they have like the limited waste and they have like a mason jar and they're like, this is the only waste I did in one year. I'm like, oh my gosh, if. You had two kids. (laughs) I think a lot about that because of how much trash that we have. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. I've been Mm -hmm. kind of trying to make a conscious reduction in it, but it's hard to do. It it seems like the more that I try not to make trash, the more trash I have. I'm like, how does this happen? So, Lisa, did you – what else did you find interesting in that document that the FDA Um, released? Uh, I was, I mean, the four major metals were really interesting. I I was aware of mercury and lead because I think I've seen the effects of lead on adults now. It makes Mm -hmm. me especially worried about how easily and excessively we are slipping into lead in foods when there was already a lot of work done to reduce lead once. Why are we slipping backwards? Um, mm-hmm. Might just be a post a new consumer cycle. I think everything is kind of cyclical. Um, but that just makes it really important for us as mm-hmm. the new, you know, parenting consumers to make sure that we are paying attention, you know, voting with our dollars and those kinds of things. Um I thought it was particularly interesting at the end of all of this. Um, that is kind of what uh, in prevention, like prevention of harm was kind of the end of this whole document. And it comes back to parents um, ne- needing to make educated decisions about what their children are consuming. 
But because these um, companies have actively gone out of their way to hide their reporting, parents are not able to make informed decisions. So there are parents out there that think they are doing what is good for their kids. They're buying the vegetables and the fruits combined in one packet and they think that they're covering their servings um, and they're looking at these labeling and it says that they're organic and it's not. And it's just a complete wash. Um, You might be doing more harm than helping at this point, especially after what you guys ended up finding in food that you found around your house. It was nuts. It just blew my mind. And Mm -hmm. even like when I was going through the early stages of parenting, I made a lot of my food, but I still went to the store. I still got plum organics food packets and Mm -hmm. put them in the backpack. So I I mean, I am concerned. I'm very concerned. So Jill and I went shopping yesterday, and we grabbed, oh, I don't know, how many pick, how many was it, Jill? We grabbed like six or seven different types of like baby food products, and all different brands. They were not the same brands, because we had to, because you never know with brands. Mm-hmm. You so, had some brands that I had in my cupboard at that very minute. That little rice cracker thing that you munched up, it was, I had that, and it was disappointing to see. And those of you that are like doing like listening to us all at once, we we would have gone to the store on March 13th, 2021. And we purchased um, the baby food on that date. And we will be having photos and videos on our pages for you guys to look at too. So you can see our findings. It's really disturbing, guys. It is. Joel, tell, tell them what we went through and how... You were just, it was just, what was your first in, initial reaction when you, when we, when, because at first like, it was I me. I think it was like, because you see it, you see people making their videos and you don't, and it's true for anything. You don't believe it until you see it for yourself. Like you can say like, oh yeah, I believe it. But until you demonstrate and do it for yourself, you're like, holy crap. And we did it guys. And it, it was insane. We had, my daughter has these strong magnets for compute like her class and we used them and what it pulled up was so disgusting like at first it looked like you were pulling blackheads out of the food yeah it was really weird and then we got enough and then it kind of looked when you would let it settle then it was like a sandy looking like it was sand with your stuff it was just disgusting and this this one is called beach nut beach yeah we did nut that with beach was nut. the worst it was so bad and and jewel even went to the extreme of because when i first was showing her that it was coming up it the whole cereal would move well, it yeah, wasn't so just like, within the it wasn't just the black stuff Yes, yeah, so that was the cereal. craziest thing. The craziest thing was that it wasn't just that gray, blacky, magnetic-like stuff. The cereal itself would stick to the magnet. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, it's because the metals are in the ingredients. Yes. Nuts. It's disgusting. It's super gross. And I think that it's a real crime that the way that they, the order that... The testing is being done. It's kind of a workaround, it seems like. They're testing the ingredients that they are then going to put into and bake into the food, which concentrates the things. So they're publishing 
the contents of what they find in the ingredients, which is already more than what is allowable by FDA standards. And Mm -hmm. then they're baking it and you're not even getting the end result of, they're not testing the end result. They only tested those ingredients. So, I mean, if you had taken a magnet to whatever those ingredients were, it may not like, you know, follow the magnet around, but after it's been broken down and baked and I mean, metal doesn't get broken down like the way that like baking alcohol does, you know, it stays in the food and then you eat it. (laughs) It doesn't go away. Well, and one thing that um, we noticed was with the wet baby food. So that was in like the pouches and packets. Uh, the magnet wasn't really working too well. So we are going to do another demonstration and probably like, you know, with like the tap, like uh, the strips and test it that way and stick strips in there and see what comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I'll what we decided. Very so, excited uh, to see what happens. And then so the beach nut um, from the FDA, they tested really high and it was like uh 913.4 pp ppb in arsenic now you got to remember they already said arsenic was not a healthy thing for us inorganic arsenic too so that is not a uh, natural organic or natural arsenic that you find in foods that is outside i mean we have easter coming up a lot of candy <laughs> a lot of candy how do you make candy we're gonna have to make our own candy we can do it, right? We could do it. These companies, you guys. We talk about these companies, but... Hey, I told you this, and this may sound really mean of me, and not everybody's like this, but this is what happens when powerful people who have money, who don't care about people, this is what happens. This yeah. is exactly what happens. And they knew. They knew. I mean, we read that they knew. They just care about filling their pockets full of money and continuing on. Yeah, that and bottom line is the thing that ends up being the ultimate decision-making factor. So it's never going to be the person at the end paying the money for it. It's how much money they paid for it. So we're going to give you some healthy choices here. Um, and we are going to answer a couple questions uh, for you. Um, here right after this break. Meal exchange. Give change. Take change. Make change. You guys checking out our boy Jesse Sponberg over at urbansurvivorman.com. If not, I highly recommend it. He's got our favorite morning show, Coffee and Bong Hits, Monday through Friday. He has Strange Game on a Volcano going on every Thursday. Do you need some fresh new music and beats? Check out Comeback Karma. Liven things up a bit. He's on Instagram. Check him out today. Get a hold of him today. Let's liven things up a bit. Do it. Do it. 
I would like to remind you, if you like what you're listening to, please like, comment, share, subscribe, and please leave a review. Thank you. So you guys asked if heavy metals and baby food is going to harm your baby. And the answer would be yes. High levels are harmful. There's a lot of factors that come into play, but it has been proven that they have learned they have learning problems. It affects their brain. Um, they have behavior problems. What is what really is jumping out at me is as your child gets older, they don't they don't become social. They just keep on staring at brain development and the critical part of your child's learning, especially when they're learning how to talk, they're learning how to walk. And I, I've seen parents that are struggling with this right now and their, their child isn't talking and they're not walking or they're not being social. And it makes me wonder just by doing all this research whether or not um, that that would have a factor in it. Yeah, I mean, I think that as a parent, it is probably, I mean, I know, I personally know that it is extraordinarily frustrating because I am trying everything for my son. And when your kids um, maybe aren't hitting those milestones, nutrition isn't always the first thing that you think of. Um, when it comes to like, why isn't my son socializing super well? Um, but kids' communication skills are just not where we all assume that they all are. Um, right. One of the biggest things that I struggle with is trying to read my son's mind, and I never, ever will. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm learning in real time right now what things will cause reactions on him. I mean, I'm sure a lot of other parents have gone through this kind of allergy struggle in their life. I'm just mm -hmm. getting into it. Um, what foods cause what reactions. And uh, it's uh, really unfortunate to think that maybe some of the things that I fed him in that first year or two are having that kind of effect now. And maybe he developed some of sen those sensitivities because I gave him something that had some kind of a heavy metal in it. So... Mm -hmm. It is good to know, I think, because, um, I mean, I, I don't want to feel the guilt to think right. that I did this no. and I can't go back, but there no. are also other ways to move forward from it by doing right. proper nutrition. Right. Well, and the thing is, is like in what we said before is like, we weren't told this. We, we, we weren't, the knowledge wasn't there. So we are going down the stores. We are trying to mm -hmm. look at what's on the ingredients and do what's best for our child, for what we're seeing. But we don't mm -hmm. know unless they mm -hmm. tell us. And again, it, I have to reiterate, if it's a small amount, it's not a, a, that high level of toxic. It's mm -hmm. just when... You have a high level when of... you're consuming. Yeah, when you're consuming oh, much. So, like for instance, if you're just giving your child all baby food, mm -hmm. and you're not breastfeeding, so like 
formula, then you're giving them rice cereal, and then you're also mm-hmm. giving them baby food pouches or jars, that is all the food resources that they're getting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I mean, you guys have to look at that. So the other the other question you guys asked was, um, how can I reduce the exposure of the toxic and metals? And this is where we're going to shine because <laughs> we want to we wanted to find those solutions for you. But number one, I always am going to encourage you to read your labels. Whatever food you have, you read your labels. And if you can't pronounce it, don't put it in your body. Don't do it. If I can't pronounce it, I don't know what it is. Don't do it. Well, and also if it has a million ingredients, probably not a good idea either. Not not a good idea. And I never trust anything that says it's organic until I look at the back because that's the true factor. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yep. Anything can say Mm -hmm. it's organic nowadays. But instead of rice for your baby, why don't you switch that out and you can use oats. You can use quinoa. You can use all of these things that are that don't have um, metals in it. Um, and if, you know, there's all these um, different options that you can do then to buy a rice uh, baby food cereal that is okay on their digestive system. But I always recommend that you go over that with your physician when they're gearing up to eat. But a lot of grains um, in cereal and stuff like that have a higher, a higher amount of iron in them. So just be cautious of that. Always be cautious of that. One way is to reduce your surroundings. It, for your children, for anybody who's vulnerable to getting high levels of metal, is check your water. And if you have older pipes in an older home, you're more, it's going to be in your water more than if you were to have like the plastic pipes, um, the more modern updated. There's metal within your groundwater also. Lisa knows ways. I, my mom was particularly sensitive to foods. So when I was raising my son, she was very pro um, making foods from home. And honestly, when it comes down to it, it ends up being the mo- a really economic option because purchasing a lot of these um, foods that are pre-made for you, uh, they, they add up. I mean, you can buy the ingredients for the same cost of the pouch and make twice as much food. Um, that's kind of one of the things that I did as a parent. Um, I, I breastfed. Uh, until my son was about one years old. Um, Not to say that every parent should breastfeed. You should all do what's best for you as a parent. Um, And if breastfeeding is not your option, I really do encourage parents to look at the ingredient lists on their formulas. Um, Maybe don't feel... um, intimidated by looking outside of the U.S. when it comes to your formula options because there are um, other countries, especially from the U.K., that pay a lot closer attention to the metals in their formulas. Um, One of my very good friends opted out of breastfeeding and they experimented a lot to be able to find um, a couple of different um, options for their formula and then they experimented a little more granularly to find which one their son worked digested the best um, so I guess as parents don't 
feel like going outside of the norm in your box store is a bad thing um, because that I think you'll find a lot more nutritional benefits from it. I looked into um, my own home solid options for my son, um, the Baby Food Bible by Aline Ban, B-E-H-A-N, was pretty much my go-to for everything, and it gave me options from six months all the way till now, and it has given me more of my, like, way that I like to build the structure of my meals, and how I focus on, like, vegetables first, and always making sure that those fibers are um, as limited ingredients as possible. Uh, and all of those things working together um, don't take away that sometimes I do get this stuff from the boxes um, and just knowing all of these new all of this new information about metals is going to certainly help make give me informed decisions now in the future um, but it certainly does validate that it a little went a long ways with the whole food mm -hmm. kind of movement that is going on right now so somebody that was like busy like me, Lisa, who mm -hmm. doesn't have a time to even take a pee sometimes, um, mm -hmm. would you prep your food and how, mm -hmm. how long would that stay good for? So there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of little things that I did in advance to be able to make food go faster for those busy moments. Um, planning when it can when, um, when it starts to get busy, you just want to grab something out of the fridge. Uh, so if you make it in advance, it helps uh, by getting your ingredients assembled, meal planning throughout the week. Um, and if you keep your ingredients on the limited side, you don't try to make things with a bunch of different vegetables or fruits comb combined. Your kids are probably going to like it a little better. Right. Um, steaming things doesn't take very long. I would usually prep my vegetables, prep my fruits, throw it in a steamer, go give Everett a diaper change or whatever. I would always keep an eye on my oven. Um, but in the span of about 30 minutes, I would have my food ready to be pureed. And then mm -hmm. I would put them in little jars. Um, we have a mm -hmm. lot of the little glass mason jars from our life as bud tenders. <laughs> so we repurposed all of that to try to keep some of that waste down. Um, and we got creative with it. I mean, it didn't look picture perfect. It certainly didn't look like I was going to go put it on a Pinterest board with how pretty my process was. It was usually messy. Um, but that's okay because your kid got fed and my son was happy. And he really has an appreciation for a diverse amount of foods now, I think. Um, I really didn't put a lot of consideration into what did taste good. It was just a matter of what could steam and be boiled down and then give it to them. So kids are so uh, open that you can kind of experiment a little bit with them. So fish is a healthy choice, but you have to remember um, there's mercury in fish. So if you eat fish, like once a week, it's it's a healthy way. And tuna, remember tuna, I love tuna fish sandwiches. So do you, Joel. They told you something when you were pregnant. Right, Joel? 
Yeah, so you're supposed to have some when you're pregnant, but you're not supposed to have too much. And I really liked it when I was pregnant, and I admitted to them that because they asked me what I'm eating, especially for my son because I he was huge. And I was like, well, you know, I was like, I've had like maybe like three tuna sandwiches this week. And they're like, that's too many. You can't have that much tuna. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it tastes really good. And like that with the pickles. I'm like, you can't just tell me no. And they're like, you know, you can't do that. Because on top of it, I'm taking vitamins. And so, yeah, <laughs> they, they told me no. I mean, too much fish for you. Yeah. So limit the fish once a week. Once a week should is good enough. Um, that way you don't have that much exposure to the mercury. And it's mainly in like tuna. Like canned um, products, right? Canned like products, canned yeah. tunas and stuff. The fresh mm -hmm. is the fresh caught tuna um a big carrier of mercury. I mean, it does say just keep keep it limited once a once a week for salmon, cod, whitefish. Anything like that. Yeah, um, we're currently experiencing a little bit of that. My son is having reactions to fish that's like from sushi. So we've had to really limit our fish intake lately. There are other things, just if I can touch on real quick, there's other other things that you can do. You can limit the, the things that you use, um, such as deodorant. Uh, dish soap, laundry soap, body wash, shampoo, conditioner. So if you think about it, the metals, they absorb, right? You ingest it, they absorb. But it's still going to absorb within your, your skin too, right? So if you limit the use of certain products, and Jewel and I have been doing it for over a year, um, we don't have metal in our shampoo and conditioner. We, we do not use um, deodorant that has metal in it because there is so much metal that we're already subjected to. And we haven't had that big of a problem. There is, I don't, I don't want to bash them, but Tom's was not the deodorant that I, I picked. Um, I use, what is it, Native? Native. Mm -hmm. And Native, I haven't had a problem. Hey, and I like their brand because they make it very gender neutral. So they don't make scents that are more directed towards men or women. It's neutral scents that are for everybody. And men do use it. Yeah, and they don't, they don't stink. They don't stink. My man uses it. And he's played basketball, done the, and he doesn't stink. I'm impressed because I've used a whole slew of non-metal deodorants and not a single one of them has worked for my stinky pits, man. Well, this one works and, oh. and it has, I mean, it's pretty expensive. It's on the higher end, but it works. It works. If you really want to cut down on your stench, you could grow your armpit hair out because your hair naturally catches those uh, odor molecules and holds them. I went, at the beginning of COVID, I went through an experiment where I grew all my hair out and I went all natural. And I was considerably less 
stinky <laughs> when I had armpit hair as opposed to when I decided to shave it all off again. I could I was definitely more fragrant. Right. So right. for anyone really wanting to dig into that all natural solution. Mm-hmm. It worked, Lisa? Growing it out? Oh, Oh, yeah, it actually did. I, I actually was really, like, fond of my armpit hair in the long run. I was really proud of it. I was like, it's kind of pretty. It kind of makes me feel sexy. <laughs> Something about being like, oh, yeah, it's, like, well-kept. It wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, all over. It was just kept in a nice little space. I was like, oh, it's kind of, it's kind of a nice little arm accessory. But, but then... I don't know why I ended up shaving. I think I was just feeling self-conscious one day, unfortunately. But I haven't felt like growing anything else out of. See, another thing, I feel like society tells women that like we have to shave, even though that's like what our body does. But like I feel like that's how our that's what our bodies are doing, producing naturally. Mm -hmm. But society tells us you have to shave your legs, you shave your armpits, no hair, and it's like okay. Mm-hmm. Supposed yeah, to be a hairless ridiculous. rat. The three, the three of us are gonna redefine what ladylike is. Bringing back the armpit hair. We are. I mean, they didn't have razors back then. Yeah, back in I the mean, day. I was, I was talking to you about this about how back in the day, and I, d- I mean, I don't know how far back we can even go, but like you can go like caveman times, or you can even go a little bit like, not even that back far. But what I was explaining to you is like our bodies and stuff like that i feel like we've adapted to what society is now like so like everything that's processed in our food we they make sure it lasts longer you know what i mean and then Uh we're told we have to shave we're told with all this stuff that we're doing but it's just all stuff that's kind of like grown and developed into this because we're growing as a society with technology and stuff but i feel like people survived just as easy and well back in the day with you know you know no roof over their head but they're getting their food naturally no additives the more that i age and i mean age is kind of silly i'm only going to be i'll be 29 at the end of the month but now every every step closer towards 29 the less i feel like going through all of these stupid hoops to just do all the extra steps it's just not worth my time and effort and uh I, and it's kind of like all the extra things just add up to a whole lot more wasted time when i could just skip a lot of the middleman services like <laughs> i mean going to the grocery store if i could do all of my own food at home i i can in theory, I right. am not confident in my ability to do so. Um, right. Every day I'm a little closer, but I got to still make dirt before I could, you know, right. put this stuff in the ground. But one day at a time. That's what scares me for like the next generations to come because it sounds so bad, but it just keeps getting kind of lazier and lazier, it seems like, mm-hmm. as the generations go on. Like mm-hmm. for. I don't know, maybe it'd be your generation mom more so than anybody's, but like that fast food really hit, you know what I mean? And then it was like, then it was our generation, then fast food was super huge. That instant food life is hard because you don't Mm -hmm. wait for food anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, fast food is not good for you. So, no. I mean, it's okay to have it like every now and then, but I do not recommend fast food. I do not recommend fast food. Can I say it again? Don't do it. I mean, it's okay on the go every now and then, but you really got to think about what you're going to be putting in your body. You don't know the ingredients that they have mm -hmm. really. And they, they post may out put some. Their they may put the nutritional facts, but that ain't true, guys. It's not true. <laughs> that is uh -uh. for the um, serving size, and you are guaranteed eating more than the serving size is suggested. I think like a McDonald's serving size is like half a hamburger or not actually a full hamburger or something like that. I, I don't think I'm, don't quote me on it, but I was like, oh, this nutrition only adds up to half of the meal that I ate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would recommend trying to dabble in trying to grow some some of your own food. Mm -hmm. See mm -hmm. if you can try and do that. Jewel and I did that. We we succeeded on a couple of things and took off. And there was other things that we just didn't do well on. Mm -hmm. The best thing that I for beginners, I think, is to probably just look up what is the easiest thing that you don't have to maintain because I think we grabbed things that we had to probably maintain or help grow in a certain direction and we never just had the time either I was sick or you're working or we just our lives were too busy so I think probably things to grow that you could just bloop, put it there and just water yeah. it and and planning I think too is a big mm -hmm. part of it if you just try to put something in the ground well I mean any <laughs> farming person will tell you that if you haven't started planning your garden by like January you're too late but <laughs> um, late. It's, yeah I know I'm already late I know I'm serious when I told you I was making dirt I've been making dirt all year for my compost for my garden beds and it's like I'm mm -hmm. finally getting to a point where it's starting to look like dirt and not just a pile of trash right so, right it right. takes at least six months to make mm -hmm. compost is such a pain in the butt <laughs> But, but in the back of our heads, remember, what was the one thing that they said had metal in it? It was spices. So if we could grow our own spices, you know. Mm -hmm. That's the, I, and you know, going to those spices. Are easier. Like, I know all of the things that are going into the dirt for the spices and the tomatoes and like my garden that I have planned this year. I, I mean, I've never been so involved with what goes into the food that I'm starting mm -hmm. to make. But this is only step one. I know, I mean, I know people who, we know people who are so much more involved with it than, you know, just oh, that. Yeah. So, yeah, one step at a time and always give yourself uh, room to grow. Always mm -hmm. room to improve. And if it's not as good as you think it's going to turn out, you can always try again. And one thing I would also like to point out that could help a lot is making your own juice. Oh, making yeah. your own juice mm -hmm. you know instead of mm -hmm. i was gonna i was gonna actually talk about like what you could for your child on what they shouldn't should not have and the heavy metals aspect of the juice but i'm just gonna cut that out i think you should make your own juice it's not that hard jewel and i do it it may look a little funny so you guys may be shocked that grape juice is not actually purple <laughs> it's what? not actually purple guys that's food coloring it's food coloring guys that's mm -hmm. nuts that's it so is. crazy it's... what color does it come out it's like a creamy white color 
Oh, yo, yeah, I believe that. Do you know they add food coloring to wines? Speaking of that, they add food coloring to white wines to make it look clearer and more like creamy white, like a grape juice kind of wood. So that. that. So instead of put instead of doing food coloring, guess what? Just get a a a purple cup, throw your your juice in there, (laughs) and fake your kids out. But guys, it actually tastes really good. So when you first try it out, you just have to try it out, and then you become one with the juicer, and then you start becoming have making recipes. Guys, so I have this really yummy juicing recipe. And if we can get to how many, mom? How many downloads? Man, just get get us a hundred. Just get us a hundred yes. more. Yes, please. And I will share that juicing recipe, and it is so delicious and healthy for you. So, and it makes a ton of juice at a time. I think when I make it, it's like sixty-four ounces of uh, mason jars. Probably like two, two sixty-four ounce mason jars. So good, guys. And it stays good in the refrigerator for like two days, right? Um, depending on which uh, fruits and veggies you use, the one I use is good for like three to four days. Have you ever put vinegar in any of your juice drinks and made it like an apple cider vinegar drink? No, I have not done that, but that probably would be really healthy because of apple cider vinegar. Yep, it becomes a probiotic additive and... My good friend Iska told me about that, and she makes these morning juices, uh, like with a little bit of vinegar, and you don't even taste it. It's so good. Yeah, and then Oof, and then you're so refreshed and pumps everything right out of you. You feel real good for the day. It's almost mm-hmm. like a fresh cup of coffee without well, the and bitter. I feel like the I feel like my two secret ingredients that I feel like is a must-have to have in almost every juice because they're really good. And I use it because I have stomach issues a lot for gut issues in particular is ginger and turmeric. Mm-hmm. Turmeric and ginger are oh, amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are they, very good. I agree with both of those. They're... Yeah, I love to have at least one or maybe even both in my juices. But sometimes it's overpowering for some people. But mm-hmm. I try and just have well, at least one of those in each one of my juices, and oh, it's so good. You can't even taste it. And making sure that you have like a well-balanced diet is great for like eliminating um, metals within you. So mm-hmm. you can even do this with kids, especially mm-hmm. not maybe when they're like little, but like when they're at the age of what, what is that, Joel, like two? the age of like two you can start introducing them yeah. into different and you can sneak in stuff like kale and yeah, they never it's know the best it way to sneak in smoothies are my favorite way to sneak vegetables into everett's diet in like mm-hmm. the middle of the afternoon if i don't feel like he's had enough i'll do like a smoothie and banana or spinach and sp- blah, 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 spinach and banana smoothie for him and it's like hey you got a whole salad and you don't even know it yeah, <laughs> maybe think, you want more i think i know um my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, she would do that for my nephew all the time. He was like, have a smoothie a day. He was like addicted, but he always had works on my husband. Yeah, he he loved them. The kids love them. And you can also like pretend like it's ice cream, and they'll never know it. So just kind of make it up like that, and then have like ice cream. And you can do it without milk. So some people can't have milk in their diet. Hajul. Huh, yeah. And I mean, so there's definite, yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah is that you? D- d- dairy. <laughs> so, guys, there's dairy's good, but there, if you consume a lot of dairy, sometimes it clogs you up a little bit. But I just can't. I can't have even if I have a little bit of dairy, I'm just screwed. Super screwed. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do to eliminate um, with dairy, and you can use it like you can use your juicer for a lot of things. Yeah, it makes a great liquid base. There's all different alternative milk choices that you can do, and there's even water-based um, alternatives. So like you can do like coconut water or even just plain water itself for your smoothies, and those are even healthier choices than doing a almond heavy milk. milk. You could sneak in a little almond milk. It's great. I wonder, oh, side question. I wonder if there is uh, any metals in, like, the rice milk or any of the oat milk, you know? I wonder if maybe that's... Probably the rice. We may have to Mm -hmm. do a test on that. Oh, we might want to pay attention to some of those brands that make the milks because they might Mm -hmm. be up to some shady stuff, too. Oh, my gosh. We need to test it all. I know. We just need to put test strips in all of the food in the house. (laughs) So I had a... Okay, I don't know if it's true or not, and, like, so I don't... You guys can tell me if I'm wrong or not, and we can also do our research on it. But with the milk topic, I heard that especially with main brand milks, that it actually, there's like a lot of blood, like cow blood, like in the milk that you are consuming. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I know. Freaky. That makes me wrong. But I think we definitely, like you were going back and saying earlier, Mom, it is very naive for us to think that it is only in baby food. I think it's only brought into light for baby food because it is more scarier for children. But you know damn well, I'm pretty sure that we have plenty of products and other food that has all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just not known right now. Right. And for those of you that... um let's say you're short on money. I mean, I I struggled when I was, when I, when I was a new parent and Mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of money. I mean, I, I did it. And so one way is I know that processing food is bad for you and I'm going to tell you it is, but there's a couple packaging processing that is good for you and it's not going to harm you like frozen vegetables, you can get those that are really cheap. Um, There's uh, frozen fruits too. If you look on it, make sure you look on the back to see what kind of things that they did to preserve it. And if it's all natural, you can get it. Um, If there's canned fruits and vegetables, they are good. I did look into that. A big thing is, too, um, when you're looking at the canned stuff, look at whatever is canned is in. So, like, with it, when it's fruits, don't get it in heavy syrups. Get it right. um, it's preserved in water or, right. you know, light fruit juice. But that's still mm-hmm. got a lot of extra sugar in it. So, mm-hmm. um, for tunas, try to get something that's preserved in water, not in oil. Um, so, whatever it's preserved in will make a big nutritional mm-hmm. difference overall. Well, and I think even uh, um, next step up and sometimes even getting fresh fruits and veggies are even cheaper than getting sometimes in the can, but can can be cheaper. But you can get fresh fruits and veggies and freeze it yourselves. So you can 
Like, I heard people love to freeze grapes and it makes the grapes stay longer, like fresh longer. And they even taste great frozen. So I was like, all right. I I mean, I haven't tried it myself, but I've heard people do it and I'm going to be willing to try that out. But if like you frozen like sh- grape skin, it's good. Because the I do. skin. That I'm addicted to the skin. I love okay, to pull that's the skin. Good. <laughs> if you don't mind that it's good, like I like it too. But my husband did not like it because we put them mm-hmm. in, I think, a bunch of smoothies because mm-hmm. we froze them and then we're like, okay. we'll save them for later. And uh, it you could taste that the skin was there, which I don't mind. It was kind of just like pulp and orange juice, which I like too, but he did not like it. So it, texturally, it might make a difference, but it is still a great tip. Yeah. So other good things is dried, um, canned and frozen beans are good. Um, lentils. Um, chickpeas, a lot of whole grains like oats, um, brown rice, not white, brown, um, barley, quinoa. I always forget about quinoa. I, I forget do. about it too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's such a good go-to though. Mm-hmm. I always forget about it. It's a different it. flavor too. I so. love quinoa and beans together. Me too. Quinoa and beans are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if you do eat meat, um, there is frozen poultry and meat that is good again i'm going to recommend you to look on the back of the package though on how it is uh, preserved it's always smart to um it's cost effective to buy in bulk and then free uh single them out and freeze them um that's something that we do on the regular i don't it's just another one of those like prep kind of things but when you prep ahead of time you end up saving yourself a lot of headache on like the Wednesday and Thursday when life is just moving too fast. So Jill why don't you tell us um, a couple things that is unhealthy for us since you were in nutritional science. Yes I was in nutritional science way back when in college but I did learn a couple helpful tips to try and stay healthier throughout my life. And one being, and it stuck with me the longest, and thank God I never really got into this, was energy drinks. Caffeine and energy drinks, guys, particularly in your energy drinks. Um, Energy drinks are just super, super bad, guys. And they try, I feel like, and direct it more towards the younger audience, which scares me because I feel like energy drink should be around the same suit as like cigarettes or alcohol and I don't think a younger audience should be that susceptible to getting it because it is so bad guys so the things that are bad and you guys can easily look this up and we can also add it into the google document too but it has excessive amounts of b vitamins you hear B vitamins and you're like, uh, it's, it's good for your health. But if you have too much of it, it is harmful for you. And it can cause liver toxic, tox, I can never say it, toxicity and gastrointestinal problems, blurred vision and nerve damage. So for example, one brand, Monster Energy Drink in particular, contains 200% of the daily value or recommended daily limit of Niacin, which is not N-I-A-C-I-N. That's insane. And the number, I'm going down the list, so there's five. Four is high levels of 
Terrorin. I, guys, I don't know how to pronounce this. I am not the perfect, and this is why you don't consume this stuff, is because you can't pronounce it. It's T-A-U-R-I-N-E. Some energy drinks contain terrorin, an amino acid that supports neurological development and regulates the amount of water and minerals in the blood. Too much of it, however, especially when combined with other ingredients in the energy drinks, can be harmful. Very little is known about the long-term effects of too much taurin, but moreover, excessive taurin can cause dangerous low blood pressure. This is the one that, um, this is the ingredient that uh, I always knew to kind of stay away from in energy drinks, and it starts with mm-hmm. a G, but it's along the same lines. It's ginseng, ginkgo biloba, and garenina. It almost sounds like Corona, but it's Garenina, G-U-A-R-A-N-A. It says, why these three herbal substances are inherently safe on their own, they become dangerous when combined with caffeine and sugar. Right now, there is too much, there isn't much research on just how much of the substance can be harmful, but when added to energy drinks, they can cause high blood pressure, heart palpitations, headaches, fatigue, insomnia, swelling, dehydration, and kidney failure holy shit yeah wow. guys um and then number two <laughs> the obvious sugar and sugar substances energy drinks contain high levels of sugar or high fructose corn syrup which is a less expensive alternative to real sugar recently some brands have introduced diet versions of their drinks that include the same artificial sweeteners used in soft drinks We all know that too much sugar can lead to weight gain, tooth decay, swelling, and type 2 diabetes, which is a gateway to other serious health issues. Artificial sweeteners have been linked to metabolical metabolical syndrome, diabetes, and obesity. And then no shocker to you guys, the number one bad ingredient in energy drinks is caffeine. Most energy drinks contain way more caffeine than your average soft drink or cup of coffee. Instead of boosting energy, too much caffeine can cause you to crash and feel fatigue. So that's why when you guys buy these energy drinks, you guys are going to drink one and then you're going to be like, oh, I'm all boosted, I'm boosted. That's, and then you're going to go buy another one to get that same feeling again. And then you're going to get that addicted feeling. Caffeine is also a culprit of a whole host of health issues, including digestive issues, Dizziness, irritability, nausea, dehydration, withdrawal, and headaches. Consuming two energy drinks per day is ingesting the same amount of caffeine in 12 cans of regular soft drinks like Coke or Pepsi. So you're drinking a whole 12 cans. Oh my gosh, guys, that's crazy. It is crazy. And I've read endless amounts of articles about teenagers going to the hospital and having issues due to these energy drinks. And just before we got onto the show doing this, I read this 14-year-old child. She's a child. Had two energy drinks, went into a cardiac arrest, and died. Only had two, guys. So how do you, like, bring this, like, like, how do you get, like, an age restriction? I mean, like, I, I don't know how you do that. I don't know, but I feel like there's something that we need to look into because I strongly believe I don't want my children to have access to that. And then in the same suit, they have access to this, but women in some states 
can't go get a pregnancy test. Without their parent. You have to be 18 or above. That's nuts. That's like... That's, that's some crap, man. That doesn't even um, track. Doesn't <laughs> it all sound backwards? Even, that just sounds so ridiculous. And things are so catered towards kid consumption, too. Because it, I think uh, you get that that teenager's brain addicted to something, and then they've got a consumer for life. And, I mean, getting on that caffeine addiction <laughs> young is a rough one. I... I'm a big coffee drinker myself. I can go through a whole pot of coffee in one day, and it's a, it's a, it's not fun. It's not a well, great thing. Well, like I was explaining to my mom, because my mom drinks a shit ton of coffee, and she's like, she's like, Joel, is coffee bad for me? She's like, it's caffeine. It all depends on the type of coffee you're getting, because if you get natural beans and good beans, then that is mm-hmm. good. But if you are going like. You, again, you have to read your labels if you're getting stuff that has mm-hmm. all these weird additives and other weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Then no, it's not good. <laughs> but Yeah, and caffeine is a drug when it gets – and it's a measurable drug too. Mm-hmm. You can check the milligrams on things that you're having. Um, I mean I have worked in the cannabis industry in the past, so we pay attention to a lot of the milligrams of whatever you're ingesting. That same kind of concept can be transferred over to – Um, caffeine intake. I know that if you are big into working out and you've used pre-workouts, you have to pay very close attention to those product labels because some of the pre-workouts that you can get are just caffeine and niacin and not much else. And that is not a super beneficial workout because you're not getting all of the vitamins that other workouts that um, do actually help you get you through your you know, what you're planning on exerting energy on. Um, So labels are a really important thing to consider and how much you are intaking in caffeine because some of those energy drinks can be right up there as much as a pre-workout, which is nuts. So the main thing that provides your body energy is protein, right? Or is it, am I wrong? Yeah, I think it's a mix of protein and some fatty acids, but it's I think also vitamin C. Vitamin C gives you good energy. So, like, for instance, so my partner doesn't use pre-workout, thank goodness. And he hasn't been huge into working out, but he goes and works out probably a couple times a week. And before he does that, he tries to consume oranges before he works out. So that way he has, like, a boost of energy while he's working out. And I feel like that's a kind of good, good idea, maybe. And he says it helps him throughout his workouts. That's a great snack to do your workout with. I That's a very natural and wholesome mm-hmm. way to do your pre-workout. I'm really impressed. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, I did look at when I went to the store today. Um, there was zero protein in an energy drink. It even said it. <gasps> oh, that's why it's bad to use them as, like get up and go because you're just running on all what is that empty carbs and then if you drink alcohol so my when when i was you know trying to become a professional alcoholic for a while um (laughs) (laughs) which i don't do you're working hard at it i know i was working really hard at it i would drink the energy drink and uh, vodka yep and orange juice and and I think that's still a drink, a popular drink among people. Vodka Red Bull is 
I mean, I'm so guilty, but if I'm starting my night out and we're going to have a wild night, I'll start with a vodka Red Bull. So guess what? Tell us about that, Joel. It's a nay-nay. Yeah, so (laughs) mixing alcohol and energy drinks together is really bad because – so. It can, depending on the person's body, it can cause multiple effects. So for one, you could even not even have the effect that you're drink, drunk at all. So you could keep drinking and drinking and drinking and not even know. And then it's going to hit you and you're going to be, you're going to be fucked. Mm-hmm. And then the other negative is then the total opposite where you will feel it almost instantly. And you start, you start being irrational and you're not making the best decisions and you start being a little more incoherent and then also with the combination of alcohol and that because alcohol itself makes your body warm i don't i haven't looked it up yet and i don't know what it is that makes your body warm but you kind of get that rushy feeling and then also with the energy drink then your body goes on overworking mode and then your heart starts working harder than it needs to and then it, it's like on overdrive. Yeah, your whole your whole system is overstimulated, and yeah. it just yep. So it's a good thing I cut that out, huh? <laughs> I was I was those were great, man. I was drinking them all the time, all the time. Good thing COVID put an end to all of that partying. I know, right? <laughs> I had to sober up. <laughs> no. It's really, it's really, I I mean, it's okay. I drink a beer every now and then. It's great. Yeah, no, drinking every now and then is totally fine, normal. Totally fine. As long as you don't make an issue about it and you're not drinking for the wrong reasons, guys. Do not ever drink when you're mad or sad. Golden rules. (laughs) And remember, we need to get rid of that trans fat and saturated fat. It's not good for you. It's not good for you. Yeah, there's good all. fats and bad fats. And a quick Google search can tell you what is a good fat, bad fat. And those bad fats are trans fats and saturated fats. And our body does need some fat. So we, we can't just cut fat all out altogether. But just know what your good and your bad fat is. Um Processed foods, those those foods that sit on the shelf forever, maybe not such a good thing. Maybe not such a good thing. It may be quick to make, um, and they may sit on the shelf, but whew. I just want to know. You told me a story, right, when you were in school. Was it something about, like, natural flavors? Mm-hmm. Yes. What happened? I want to hear this. The day I learned about this, I never could look at food the same ever again. Thank you to my nutritional science. Um, So you guys think of natural flavorings. You're like, oh, you know, it's all natural. No. So it's all natural of beaver's anus glands. That's what it's natural of. That's what you're getting, guys. Um, so I just, I know I just dropped it on you guys like that. So when things say natural flavors, especially in vanilla, strawberry flavoring things, that I mean, that's what was told to me in nutritional science, guys. And we read up about it. Oh, it was really bad. It's so when you hear it, some people like be like, oh, 
beaver anus, but it's not. It's, it's the anal glands itself, and it's the foot. So they take. It's so gross to talk about it, but like the secretions and like the poo. It's so gross, and then they make the flavoring, and you guys don't even know about it. And the ooh, it's so gross. So but they're but supposedly they... the beaver. They said beavers' anal glands taste sweet. I hope I'm drinking. I'm not drinking. What? Wait, is Give this okay? Cup. Give me your cup. Give me. Oh my gosh. So I'm I'll drinking. You know right now. Vita cocoa pressed coconut water and pineapple. Right. Now don't make. I'm gonna toss this over to her. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is it in there? Oh my gosh! Don't tell me I'm drinking oh, a beaver's I'm, butt. I'm, did she just? Did she just drink? Beaver anal it's gland. It's all gone. That um, can you imagine you know. the first guy to find out what that was like? Like he was probably some kind of hunter or a trapper. Or he was like skidding I the beavers and he got t- some on his fingers and he was like, mm, oh my God, <laughs> "Beaver butt tastes really like, good. What the heck? <laughs> Almost like grandma's cooking." I think you might be safe, but oh, thank God. Dodge the beaver butt there. (laughs) But the drink you are consuming does have saturated fat. Oh, well, fuck. And your whole thing that you drink has two servings. Okay, well, I didn't drink this much of it, so I only had one serving. Oh, look at that. She pulls the second serving out from nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, well, good thing I only had one. (laughs) The two servings is 120 calories per all, so... And, and what sh- is this? This is supposed to be something healthy for me, right? Yeah, this is your Vita Cocoa Pressed Coconut Water with Pineapple. Yep. And it says, pressed why? The taste of fresh coconut. <laughs> well, I hope it was worth it. That shit. Okay. But I don't think you put beaver's butt in your mouth, so that's pretty good. Okay, but yeah, that was, that was the goal. probably good there. I just have some no, saturated fat. No, but like think of fat. like strawberry flavored Pop Tarts, you know. Oh my gosh! Yeah, do you know yeah. how many Pop Tarts I've had in my life? <laughs> well, and then it's not only in the thousands. Well, not oh. only that. Then there's also you put vanilla in a lot of things. So vanilla extract. It's on a lot of baking, people. It's You're... the cheap substitute for vanilla bean and vanilla and pure vanilla extract, isn't it? Because it's more, quote unquote, cost effective. Yes, vanilla bean is where you want to go for your flavoring. But yes, it is like for a whole stick of vanilla bean, it's like super expensive. You know, I learn something new every day. Yeah, learn something new you know. every day. Her reaction when she found out she was she was not she was not happy, guys. So that means like those bars that I would eat that had the strawberry and stuff like, like that. Like Nutrigrain, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like Fig Newton. Yep. <gasps> Fig Newton's you... supposed to be so good for you though. These, oh, it's done. got beaver butt. Hey, mom. I bet it has heavy metals in it too. You're... I bet it's got mercury in it. Oh my gosh. Your jelly you have in your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But I don't know. I do raspberry. Is it raspberry? Yes, mom. Anything that Okay, says... but I've been... To be honest, I've been doing so honey naturally lately. flavored because it is naturally flavored with a lot of like vanilla flavoring. Vanilla is the key. What about honey? Flavoring. I'm I'm eating honey peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, no. Honey is good for you though. That's fine. Honey is from bees. 
That's different. But it, well, yeah. you need to make sure you're getting the proper well, honey. I don't believe they don't get fake honey. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I don't believe anything that anybody fucking tells me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's lying. Everybody's fucking to lying. To Gerber and you, I can't now. You go through the mall and they have all these kiosks. Like you would try this. You're like, no, don't touch me with your product. <laughs> get your heavy metals away from me and my baby. Man, and I was concerned about COVID, man. I'm not so concerned about hey, that. So you much. can be at home and it's still freaking <laughs> people are doing it. The scariest place is the kitchen. It is, man. It is. I think if we do the right things and we eat and pay attention to what our ingredients are. I definitely think lessening the intake. For lessening sure. the intake and I mean less of like the uh, the preservatives what you were talking about where anything that's going to last on a shelf is also going to last in your gut and really that's what you're putting in that biome so you want to make sure especially when it comes down to like kids like they have such a fresh uh, immune system that I, keeping that running as long as possible I think is every parent's goal is to keep your kids alive for a very long time and feeding them Import like feeding them very nutritional food in the beginning sets them up for success in the long run. So uh, a little bit of concentration goes a long way. But like we were saying, it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be like Pinterest perfect. Um, I couldn't make those baby food jars look cute to save my life. But you know what? They were so handy when we were just, you know, living our lives. And I knew well, that and it I was had a something... better option for your son. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I was very fortunate in a place where I had that opportunity, but um I I don't know. I I I think the cost effectiveness of it too came down to I think the jars would cost like I'll round up. I think it's like 89 cents, but like if you think about it, a dollar per jar, well you can get um a banana and an acorn squash and some carrots. For the same amount as like three jars for like, okay, like five jars of food. You can get the same amount um, in ingredients, make it yourself, and have ten jars of food when, it, when you're you like portion it all jars. out. Mm-hmm. And then so. you're reusing things, so you're cutting your waste down. Um, you're using what you already have available. Um, you can do it with your kids. I mean, strap your baby up to you and let them watch you do it. That's a learning experience. Mm -hmm. So those little mundane moments might like, they might seem like a lot of work at the beginning, but the payoff is so much bigger for your child's overall well-being that you end up gaining a lot. And, or at least that's what I ended up finding by not relying fully on those foods. But I, you know, I'll say I went to them in a pinch. There was always something that I had in the cupboard that was a preservative packed thing, but there's no getting around it that sometimes you've got to make that mental sacrifice. Just a matter of like, what good things are you doing to outweigh the bad that you maybe had to do at some point? You know, I'm not saying that it's perfect, but we all try to balance. Well, I hope that we answered all of the questions today and gave you... Nutrition is um, such a long conversation. Yes. And, yeah, and gave you um, something that you can do um, that will help you. Right, right, ladies? Yes. 
hope you guys can take any sort of this information because by what I'm noticing that it's not out there for just right there for you to like you actually have to physically look it up to know about it and because they're not putting it in the news not putting it in mainstream media so I really hope that us getting this information out to you guys and especially to our listeners who questioned it and wanted us to talk about this I hope this gives you guys um, I don't know maybe better information and knowledge that you didn't know because there's things that I definitely learned throughout the research of doing this and Lisa's gonna and Lisa and Lisa's gonna put this all together so we mm-hmm. we're gonna make sure that that's available to everybody and we don't have a problem we're gonna post it out on our social media sometimes I'm sorry Facebook shuts our stuff down just especially when when we put out uh, sensitive information, for example, when we we did the UFO in Nevada, which I know we have Nevada listeners um, just recently, and they they wouldn't let us, they just kept on shutting us down. Um, but we'll put it out there. We will. Mm-hmm. We may we may have to go on a suspension break for about seven days, but we will put it out there. Um, yeah, keep following the socials because. You know, we'll get these guys are really good about aggregating the information. And um, yeah, I think if anybody needs a guide, this is a one place to start. And, you know, there'll be a lot of resources available. It's just sometimes hard to track them all down and keep your thought process um, in one straight line. So if there's one thing that we can help do is just kind of help focus the information. Mm-hmm. And remember that we're not doctors. Um, we're just people just like you. And until next time, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jewel. I'm Lisa.
What the F is Ladylike is produced by us. Our sound engineer is Brendan Ginn. Our theme song, yes, yes, we got a theme song. You're listening to it all through the show, is by Comeback Karma. Don't forget to like and subscribe.